The Golden Valley's 95.3 Triple M. You're back here with Billy. And again, I've been very lucky, folks, with the interviews that I've been doing. Just last week, I've had Ella Hooper on the phone. I've had Phil from Grinspoon's Cram from Spiderbait. I spoke to the Birds of Tokyo. I've spoken to the Struts. I spoke to Snow Patrol. But now I'm speaking to an Australian institution in music. This man is one of the hardest working musicians in the country. He's done everything from playing in the Cruel Sea, still playing in the Cruel Sea, to of course the Beast of Bourbon. He's played Johnny Cash and he's teamed up with some of the most talented songwriters in this country. I'm talking about Don Walker amongst many of them. He joins me on the phone right now after a huge show last night as Mr. Johnny Cash. I am talking about the great Tex Perkins. Good afternoon. Noon, morning, wherever you are. <laughs> G'day. G'day, Billy. How are you? Doing very well. Thank you, Tex. Now, I don't think I totally covered uh, the introduction properly uh, because, of course, you have done so much and uh, accomplished so much, whether it be in the ARIA Awards, uh, whether it be, of course, in the Beast of Bourbon, which I believe was your, your sort of first foray um, into the band scene and then the Cruel Sea. Did I get that right? Uh, you know, the, the Dum Dums was my, my first... Um, the first band that lasted more than a, you know, a, a day. <laughs> yeah, the Dum Dums uh, broke up suddenly, and then uh, I had some gigs to fulfil, and then I turned around and asked my mates to help out. And that's how the Beast were formed, and uh, a long and uh, colourful uh, history. Uh, uh, Followed. Absolutely. Well, of course, from the Beast of Bourbon, from what from what I understand, Tex, you then linked up with the Cruel Sea, who were mainly just doing instrumentals. And then one night, uh, you uh, you'd been doing work with the band, um, and they asked you to come on stage. And I believe you'd written some lyrics. And I guess you could say that the, the rest is history. And, of course, the Cruel Sea, who uh, made some brilliant music, which I'm going to play for you now, of course, Just a Man, one of my favourite songs of all time. Well... And then, of course, it was the song that put us all off drink driving. Better get a lawyer. Of course, a very uh, famous uh, tune there that was played to put the message in our heads. And, of course, in the scene that you were coming up in, Tex, in that sort of late 80s, early 90s, the Australian pub scene uh, was just so vibrant. I mean, you were playing alongside bands like In Excess, Diesel and the Injectors, the Divinals, uh, so many great bands that I'm sure you probably shared some stages with. Well, um, those bands were kind of the generation before. We we kind of uh, and and a different kind of scene, really. Yeah. Mm. Um, those those people you you mentioned on your long list of uh, uh, favorite interviewers uh, were more my my contemporaries. Uh, yeah, even though I'm a bit older than them, but Cram uh, and uh, Phil Grinspoon. And um, Ella Hooper, they're all close friends of mine. Mm, she's know. a big local hero here, Ella and Jesse from, of course, Violet Town, just up the road here from Shep. And um, we're big fans of their music as well. But, of course, over time, I mean, you, you've seen so many, uh, uh, I guess, transitions in the music industry. You've seen it yeah. you know, really evolve and develop. It's some in good ways and some in not so good ways. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. When you when you look at music, uh, particularly nowadays, text. Do, do you have any feelings? Do you, do you is it dis, is it disappointing? Is it uh, do, you, do you have hope? How do you sort of look at uh, well, the modern industry? Well, technology uh, has kind of destroyed uh, a lot of things. You know, it's kind of 
technology sort of allowed people to not pay for music anymore. Mm. So that kind of destroyed the music industry as we knew it. I've got to say, the, the music industry as we knew it kind of deserved destroying. I've heard about that, some of these horrible agreements <laughs> the band signed. Way too much money being spent on very little output. And, uh, mm. and it was there was um, excessive waste. And, uh, and uh, I think everyone uh, has sort of really uh, been forced to tighten their belts. And, mm. and it, basically, it's gotten back to uh, you've just got to get out there and play. You've got to... You got to be a live act. You got to keep recording music and writing music because, I mean, if, if you're a creative person, that's what you do. You, you, you do you do that anyway. It kind of got to the point where you you don't you don't really expect to make money out of selling music. You uh, you just want people to hear it, and then hopefully that translates into people coming to see you. Now, I want to talk about, uh, actually, the, the first time uh, I've seen you, or saw you, I should say. Uh, it was quite a while back as part of your Johnny Cash, The Man in Black uh, tour. Now, i got to say, to take on the, the epic legend of Johnny Cash and to sing his music in the way that you've done it, a huge challenge. I don't think many people would have been up to it or had the talent to do so. You've been doing this for 10 years now, uh, Tex. Tell me about your, I mean, uh, the obvious inspiration of playing Johnny Cash was his great music, but, you know, what really cemented for you the fact that you could pull this off? I've, 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 been, a, I've been a fan for, for a very long time. And I think the, when I was invited to do the show, I don't think the, the producers realised how much of a fan I was. And, mm. and, how, and, uh, and to tell the truth, I, I was very familiar with his music and um, I felt very comfortable uh, singing his music, it's a it's a very it's a very comfortable place for my voice to to be. You know, it's I don't know I I got somehow I worked out how to sing his music without really falling into a, sort of the impersonation kind of thing because um, you know it was kind of a natural fit for me. So uh, mm. I didn't really have to spend time thinking about how much it sounded like Johnny Cash or mm. you know like it was just yeah it, it was. It was, and you know, I found a way to be me, you know, singing Johnny Cash songs. Wow! So, you, I mean, in a lot of ways, you made it your own, um, which means that you really were, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Well, the, I mean, there's a lot of different sort of ways you can look at Johnny Cash, and um, I kind of, I kind of, uh, rel- I've always related to his sense of humour and uh, mischievous nature, and uh, be a bit of a, uh, be a bit of a rascal and a, <laughs> of a rat bag, and uh, kind of. That's kind of the angle that I, uh, when I do the show, I mean, I have great respect, but I also sort of allow myself to have you know, a lot of fun with it. And, uh, and uh, I think that uh, was true of, of, of the man himself as well. Of course. I mean, you, I mean, you've been doing it now for over 10 years. You've just been out doing a bunch of dates to celebrate uh, 10 years uh, playing the man in black. The feedback from audiences has been so positive. Do you feel uh, a, a little bit blown away about how well it's gone? Or, or as you said, you're just so comfortable doing it, um, you probably don't have a lot of pressure or really sort of even know the audience is there in kind of a way because it's just such a natural fit for you. In the beginning, it was, uh, it was all based around two weeks at the Athenaeum Theatre in Melbourne and there wasn't much plans beyond that and uh, I thought, oh, I can give it two weeks to see what happens and uh, and then it just kept uh, snowballing and uh, I mean, why well, we haven't been doing it 
consistently for the last ten years. I've I've done I've done yeah a whole lot of other things with my other bands during that period as well. But, mm. uh, but yeah, I kept kept coming back to it because people people seem to love it. Yeah, it it really worked. So um, I couldn't deny that. But I think I've come come to the point where I've got to you know uh, step away from it for a while. Yes, yes. Give yourself a well-earned break. Now, let's talk about, we'll get to the Hitch the Sticks uh, festival in which you are headlining uh, with your band, the Fat Rubber Band, uh, which is a very, very cool name. Uh, how long have you guys um, been back together? Have you, did you take any sort of time off? Uh, have you been working in the studio with the band uh, before jumping out on this tour? Two of the guys um, in uh, The Man in Black are also in the Fat Rubber Band, Steve oh. Adley and Matt Walker. The other, couple, the other guys have been uh, overseas. Uh, touring with their bands. I don't know we um we did a few gigs earlier this year. We played the Bay Blues Festival and a couple of uh, great gigs. Uh, it's been a yeah, few months since we've got the band together, and uh, I'm really really proud of the music that they were putting out. But um, it's the only band that um, I can actually play. I can I can look at the old Cruel Sea uh, catalogue, and uh, the only band I've been in since the Cruel Sea that can actually play those. Cruel Sea songs. So, um, yeah, you can expect to hear uh, a few Cruel Sea songs on the day. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to being there front row and centre. Do you enjoy the festival circuit, Tex, uh, or do you prefer the sort of solo shows, uh, with it be the Cruel Sea, the Fat Rubber Band? I, I like playing at festivals. I don't like going to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, $15 beers, I don't wash with my ears. Really, I'm, I'm an old dude. Being out there in, um, in Thunderland is um, at the young man's game. But uh, no, I, I think I'm particularly going to enjoy this one because uh, a lot of my friends are on the bill as well. I, I believe Magic Dirt are playing. Yeah, it's pretty for us. So, uh, yeah, they are. That's right. You've got Magic Dirt, that, Stonefield. Some of my closest friends. Ella's going to be there. Is it? Is it? Is it Ella? Ella, or, or is it going to be? Um, Killing Heidi. No, it just says Ella. Killing Heidi. No, it just says Ella. Ella Hooper on her own. You've got uh, Bachelor Girl Acoustic. Uh, you've got the songs of Captain Matchbox, Dallas Fracas. Uh, who what? Dal- Captain Matchbox Whoopi Band? The songs of Captain Matchbox. It is a, it is a huge lineup. Some great talent there. And uh, it's yeah, all happening. Yeah. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to being there uh, to watch you perform with the Fat Rubber Band along with all the other great acts. I'm a big fan of Stonefield as well, those girls uh, from down here in Victoria Way. Very, very talented. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've shared a few uh, stages with those girls. They were teenagers. Yeah, they were. they sisters, aren't they, or something like that? Or cousins? They are. They, I think they're all related. Yeah, family band, the old Partridge family. Here's the Hitch the Sticks Festival. It's happening November 1 to 3, uh, which is in a very short period of time. Uh, Tex will uh, finish up as the man in black and he'll jump on this tour with the fat rubber band. Tex Perkins, an Australian legend and indeed a man I'm very much looking forward to seeing perform once again. I want to thank you for your time this afternoon. Oh, good on you, Billy. It's not a problem at all. Good to talk to you, man.